When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Statecraft, the missing link in pH policy on SCS dispute. First of two parts. First word. Lest Eung and Shoal be transmogrified by fervid patriots and politicians into a modern-day reincarnation of the Alamo, I hurried to check online the what's and whereabouts of Eung and. Here is background info to be found on Wikipedia. Eung and Shoal, also known as Second Thomas Shoal, is an atoll in the Spratly Islands of the South China Sea, 105 nautical miles, 194 kilometers, 121 miles, west of Palawan, Philippines. Claimed by several nations but located in the exclusive economic zone of the Philippines, the atoll is currently militarily occupied by the Philippines. An atoll, according to Collins Dictionary, is a circular coral reef or string of coral islands surrounding a lagoon. Territorial Claims On July 12, 2016, a tribunal of the Permanent Court of Arbitration at The Hague concluded that Second Thomas Shoal is, or in its natural condition was, exposed at low tide and submerged at high tide and, accordingly, has low tide elevations that do not generate an entitlement to a territorial sea, exclusive economic zone or continental shelf. The Philippine Navy maintains a presence of less than a dozen Navy personnel on the 100-meter, 330-feet, long Second World War U.S.-built Philippine Navy landing craft BRP Sierra Madre, LT-57, which was deliberately run aground at the atoll in 1999 in response to the Chinese reclamation of Mischief Reef. The Philippines claims that the atoll is part of its continental shelf, while parts of the Spratly group of islands, where Second Thomas Shoal lies, are claimed by China, Brunei, the Philippines, Malaysia, and Vietnam. In 2014, the Chinese government asked the Philippines to remove the grounded ship. Philippine supply ships subsequently avoided Chinese blockades in order to deliver food, water and other supplies to the garrison. People's Republic of China, PRC, Coast Guard vessels blocked two attempts by Philippine ships to resupply the garrison on March 9, 2014. Supplies were airdropped to the garrison three days later. A supply ship with replacement troops successfully reached the atoll on March 29, 2014 by sailing through shallow waters where the PRC vessels, having deeper drafts, were unable to follow. During the approach, Philippine crew members and troops on the resupply ship waved the peace sign at the pursuing Chinese Coast Guard crew. Since then, the Philippine military has been sending monthly relief missions in the form of airdrop provisions to the troops stationed there. In November 2021, China Coast Guard, CCG, vessels used water cannons and blocked two Philippine supply boats, preventing the boats from delivering essential supplies to the Philippine Marine Forces stationed on the BRP Sierra Madre. On August 5, 2023, CCG ships fired water cannon at a Philippine Coast Guard, PCG, ship resupplying the Sierra Madre. As can be seen in the record, China has persistently harassed and blocked Philippine efforts to supply Navy personnel stationed in the atoll, which is located in the Philippines' exclusive economic zone in the South China Sea. Through this bullying, China appears bent on forcing our government to abandon its occupation of Eungan. The question then arises, how far should the country maintain its occupation of the atoll against the heavy-handed tactics of the Chinese Coast Guard? Should the PCG resist all pressure, and even the threat of conflict, to keep the flag flying in Aungan? It is at this point, I believe, 
that our government should take time to review and reflect on its policy regarding Eung and Shoal and other areas in the South China Sea region currently occupied by Filipino troops and citizens. Serious review of SCS policy. There is an urgent need for a coherent and sustained policy concerning the nation's involvement in the South China Sea dispute. It sometimes seems as though national policy is now being decided and sustained only by the personnel of the PCG. No one really knows who is making our country's policy on the dispute. There is no written record of the policy, other than a line or two from a speech by President Ferdinand Marcos Jr., or a speech by the Secretary of Foreign Affairs. I submit in this light that the nation urgently needs serious review of the crafting of national policy and managing its involvement in the ongoing multination dispute over the South China Sea. Much of the policymaking so far has been heavily dictated by China's sometimes capricious actions and tactics in the waterway. In this light, it is also relevant to recall how China conducted itself concerning offshore islands that it subjected to heavy attack, and was fiercely and successfully resisted. I refer here to the story of two islands, Kimoi and Matsu, which in the 1960s gripped the attention and concern of the world. Remembering Kimoi and Matsu. Filipino policymakers should take a leaf from the curious story of Kimoi and Matsu. I remember this story vividly because back in the 1960s, I took part in a school debate at the Ateneo, that had as its bone of contention the fate of Kimoi and Matsu, that were the object of intense fighting by the armies of Mao Zedong and Chiang Kai-shek. In October 1960, the destiny of these Chinese islands was hotly discussed during the Kennedy-Nixon presidential debates. Kimoi, now known as Kinman, is within a few miles of the China coast at the entrance to the important port of Xiamen. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Matsu is also located just a few miles off another major port of China. Both islands are over 100 miles from Taiwan. When Chiang Kai-shek and the Nationalist Army were defeated on the mainland by the Communists in 1949, he and about 600,000 of his troops fled to Taiwan, to where the government of the Republic of China was transferred. During that retreat, the Nationalists fortified Kimoi and Matsu. In October 1949, the Nationalists repelled a serious invasion attempt by the Communists to seize Kimoi. Although shore batteries shelled both islands relentlessly during the 1950s and 1960s, the PRC has not mounted another invasion effort against either island. The distinguished British historian, Margaret Macmillan, believes that Mao Zedong may have concluded that it was in the best interest of the PRC to leave Kimoi and Matsu in the hands of the nationalists. If the PRC were to seize the islands, or the nationalists were to abandon them, the distance between the mainland and Taiwan would lengthen from a few miles to over a hundred, and perhaps in thought as well. In the 1960 presidential debates, John F. Kennedy was asked if the United States' defense line in the Far East should include Kimoi and Matsu. Kennedy responded that these islands, just a few miles off the coast of China and more than a hundred miles from Taiwan, 
were strategically indefensible and were not essential to the defense of Taiwan. The Massachusetts senator also alluded to the unsuccessful efforts by the Eisenhower administration to persuade Chiang Kai-shek to abandon the offshore islands in order to avoid the possibility of being dragged into a major confrontation with the PRC over these two islands. Perhaps feeling the need to disagree with Kennedy, Vice President Richard Nixon countered that since Kimoy and Matsu were in the area of freedom, they should not be surrendered to the communists as a matter of principle. To millions of Americans watching the debates, even the names of the offshore islands, Kimoy and Matsu, had a certain phonetic and unforgettable cachet. Kimoy and Matsu dominated the debates like no other single issue with its peace or war ramifications. Kennedy's position came across as a more thoughtful and cautious approach to a troublesome matter. In this connection, Arthur Schlesinger commented that Kennedy's response to the Kimoi-Matsu issue illustrated his dislike for rigid interpretations of the Cold War. Nixon, on the other hand, sounded reckless and bellicose on this issue by even suggesting the possibility of armed conflict between the US and the PRC over two little pieces of, unimportant, real estate as he had described Kimoi and Matsu. Moreover, Nixon's position appeared to be out of step with the Eisenhower administration. Ironically, 12 years later, Nixon ushered in the normalization of relations between the United States and China. The American people, concerned about the potential for war, understood the divergent positions on Kimoy and Matsu offered by the candidates and this understanding contributed to their acceptance of Kennedy as a calm and thoughtful leader they could trust. But what happened to Kimoy and Matsu? Fifty years after the Kennedy-Nixon debates, Kimoy and Matsu are still in the hands of the Republic of China on Taiwan. Because of the relaxation of tensions between the PRC and Taiwan, the military presence on both Kimoy and Matsu has been reduced substantially. Both islands have become destinations for tourists from both the mainland and Taiwan. And, as a reminder of those turbulent times of the 1960 presidential debates, the extensive fortifications and tunnels constructed to defend the offshore islands are now major tourist attractions. Kimoy and Matsu, flashpoints during the Kennedy-Nixon debates, never flared up. Reflect a moment on what Eung and Shoal will be like a half-century from now. Will it still be there? I shall discuss on Tuesday, August 15, the strategy of statecraft in approaching the world's and our nation's problem in the South China Sea. To be continued, yenobserver at gmail.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.